On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we have NFL talk. NFL NFL training camp has restarted. We go into what stories are going there. Uh, Major League Baseball, the hard deadline is on its way. Also, we have a little esports with Fortnite and Fortnite tournaments. Got Casey's Corner Kick. And then again, because we are a movie podcast now, we have a little movie review uh, to close things out. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the One Third Two Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we doing today? Marlo, doing good. Coming a day late to our fellow fans. Uh, sorry about that. I know you guys set your clocks to alarm clocks. That is to uh, yes. Monday morning alarm clocks to our podcast release. And uh, Marlo does a great job of getting on our time. Um, so hopefully you didn't miss work today. Uh, but we uh, just took a what a personal day. What would you call yeah, it? I I would day? definitely I call it a personal day. A personal <laughs> personal wellness day is that what the kids are calling it? Yeah, personal yeah. wellness day. That sounds great. Um, it sounds legit. Sounds like we actually have to require those things. Like we have a limited number of them. Yes, uh, definitely do in our uh, very corporate workplace here uh, on the podcast. Um, but anyway, coming to you here on a Monday night here. Uh, just after just after 9 p.m. here uh, in the Central Time Zone. And Marlo, this weekend, uh, had a little bit of a boys' night. Uh, my wife was out of town on Saturday, uh, so I just wanted to start here. Uh, and, well, it's not a big deal. It's 2019. You know, yep. dads can take care of the kids. And, and Some that can. Sort of thing. I'm not, uh, yeah. Some can. Yeah, and I'm not... <laughs> I'm not trying to make it a bigger deal than it was, but it felt a little like a big deal when it was happening. Because normally, wife's home, I'm taking care of our son and, and whatnot. But I know in the back of my mind, I have that backup. Something goes wrong. Something, you know, happens. You know, she's there. The rock of the family is there. <laughs> she's gone. In the back of my head, the safety net's not there. Uh, so it was a little bit nerve-wracking. I think I woke up uh, roughly a thousand times in the middle of the night going, is he crying? <laughs> is he coming in here? Uh, kind of thing. So it was a it was a light night for me, uh, but it was a lot of fun. I uh, did some uh, outside sprinkler stuff, which for a three-year-old is not actually running through the sprinkler. It's just throwing things into the sprinkler <laughs> and then not getting wet. So <laughs> that, was, that was how that went. And then um, watched, uh, we went to the movie store, as he calls it. The movie and, store. Yep, went to the movie store and got The Grinch, which is, you know, right in line with uh, a, uh, a very hot summer day that it was. Maybe he was compensating, Marlo. Maybe he was compensating. Yeah. Well, it's like halfway, it's halfway, to, halfway to Christmas, so. Halfway there. Uh, yeah. It's the new Grinch. Have you seen the new Grinch? Uh, What? The new, new one? Is, yeah, did they do, did they do a cartoon one? It's an animated one. Uh, Benedict, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is, uh, is the Grinch. It's... Uh, it's better. Pharrell is the uh, narrator, and a lot of the music is Pharrell music. So it's uh, oh boy, they re- it's, be- it's much better. It's much better. Oh, well, it's better than the Jim Carrey one because that was trash. But is it better than the original that I have to watch before Christmas every year? Probably. 
Okay. It's well, probably more enjoyable. Um, I'll give it a try. And my son's favorite part is, like, at least what he responds to me the most about is at the beginning of the show, somebody says, see you later tonight or something. Yeah. And he just thinks it's hilarious and says it to me. And it's like a throwaway <laughs> line. And he thinks it's the funniest joke in the world. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff good all stuff. around. Boys night. We survived. We're here. Um, yeah. Awesome. That went a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we got to know. Yeah. People want to know what Casey's yeah, yeah, up I'm to sure, during the weekend. Sure that, that detail. Yeah. I had a good boys weekend. Yeah. Uh, up in the, the great city of Minneapolis ah. uh, for a bachelor party. Shout out, Graham. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was former, it was about what you guest expect. Of the pod. Former, yeah, former guest of the pod. Need to get him back on. That's right. Um, but... Yeah, shut shut down Minneapolis. Cardi B was in town, so obviously we partied with her. No, it's probably unrelated. It's probably unrelated. <laughs> so, but good times, and you know, like I said, had to take a personal wellness day. Those are totally unrelated. <laughs> and here we are, here to talk sports for the people, with the people, by the people. There we go. Um, all right, well, sports it is, Marlo, <laughs> and <laughs> let's start with your favorite, the NFL. Uh, training camp is officially King. here. I think now every team has reported. Uh, they uh, all, uh, I think they arrive at, they start at different times, which seems weird. I think there's, yeah. wouldn't there just be like kind of like college basketball where there's like, this is the opening night of practice and, and you we have midnight out. madness. Um, yeah, something like that. But no, they all kind of trickle in, uh, at random times, but I think they're all there now. And, uh, I guess to get into, the NFL mood. I wanted to read a, a tweet here. Okay. Uh, reading things from the internet. You know, one of our greatest bits on this show. Um, <laughs> from the account uh, at Captain Andrew Luck. Uh, this is a, I, what do you say, parody account? Uh, it's an account yes. that has a picture of Andrew Luck as it, it acts as if he's like a Civil War general or something, writing letters back home. Uh, so this is his uh, his. Not his, it's not Andrew Luck, the tweet of whoever this is, uh, to start training camp. It says, Dearest Mother, <laughs> I have safely arrived at camp to begin basic training. Betwixt counting birds during the day and stars at night, the journey felt short. My sidearm is polished, my uniform is crisp, my neckbeard full. The new campaign has officially begun, exhilarated, signed, Andrew. <laughs> Fantastic! That's just right. right, right in the wheel. Welcome, football. Welcome. Uh, thanks for welcoming us in, uh, Captain Andrew Luck. I contemplated doing that in like a deep Andrew Luck voice, but realized I probably couldn't pull that off. Uh, so you're welcome to everybody for not trying that. Uh, follow that Twitter account; it is hilarious, uh, and I thought it set the mood for starting the NFL season with training camp. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. First of all, excellent tweet. Training camp is here. I probably would have gone with loving all all the videos that are coming out with practice and football in the air. Yeah, it's here, Casey. It's almost a lot, here. A lot of hype out there. Yeah, uh, you know, people looking very improved. You know, oh, everyone's improved. Everyone's yeah. improved. Everyone, everyone can win the Super Bowl. Putting in the I, effort. All those sorts of fun things. Uh, I guess I, a little little Packers news, Marlo. Uh, yeah. I think a surprise. I had heard whisperings uh, that Mike Daniels' roster spot night by, might not be secured, um, and that turned out to be true. I was a little bit surprised in hearing those reports, but then he got released 
uh, earlier in the week. Uh, he was in the last year of his contract. And I'm a bit, like I said, the reports were out, but I, I, I was a bit surprised by it. He's kind of been battling injury the last few years, but still, when he was in there, was a, a very effective player. And the fact that he just was let go for nothing and then immediately snapped up by the Lions, who it seemed like were one of, I heard saw reports of up to nine teams interested in uh, Mike Daniels, that you think you could have kind of got something for him if you were just going to cut him? It seemed weird. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing with NFL. Like, as soon as it leaks or it gets out that they're going to be shopping, they're going to be getting a trade, or they're looking for a trade yeah. with with most players. It's yeah. like the league can just, especially at this time of year when there's not the you know every like I said, everyone is uh, all the expectations are high, everyone's healthy. Yeah, and you just kind of wait until they're like, all right, I can't get anything. If it's because of contract, we're just going to cut him. Yeah, which is I don't know, and he's been a great uh, a great Packer, great uh, citizen of the the Green Bay. Uh, Milwaukee area, so it's been great having on the team, uh, and it hurts to see you know guys who've been on the team like that for a while go. Uh, and then of course he signs with the Lions, and you always hate when players go to teams within your division because you're kind of hoping okay he gets released, he can go sign somewhere else. Oh, now we have to play him twice a year. Uh, that that stinks. So that that stunk. But uh, open up a roster spot, and then in came Olivier um, Sagapalu, uh, former Badger Marlow. Um, as I'm sure you remember, and yes. it was really funny actually seeing like kind of my the people I follow in like the Packers world yeah. discover him, and obviously we know from watching the Badgers, but it it always surprises surprises me sometimes when like there are Packer fans but not Badger fans. It's just like weird. <laughs> like how does that work? I don't know. I don't know how you do it because um, they seem almost you know if you drew you know the the Venn diagram of it, I feel like they should be completely overlapping, but apparently they're not because people were like. Astounded to see him do this 400-pound man the ba- doing the backflip, backflips on the sand, and it's yeah. like blowing their minds. It's like this, this, <laughs> I have like four years. Ret- it was retrending. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, so now that he's signed, nine out of the eleven uh, defensive players on the Badgers' 2017 roster are uh, on NFL teams. So if you have any wonder why we had such a successful year uh, there, and um, Winning, winning the Orange Bowl, it was that defense, and man, was it stacked in hindsight. And uh, yeah. nine of eleven, so that's pretty yeah, cool. nine eleven. Does that make you more proud or more mad about that season when that I stat think... comes out? I, I mean, it was a good season. It was a good season. Don't get me wrong, but like, do, do you think? Because when I hear it, I think, damn, like it could have been, th- it should have yeah. been that much better. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I I just I have that memory of that Orange Bowl. That was so yeah. enjoyable. Oh, um, yeah. In my mind, I can't get beyond that. <laughs> um, so I will say it makes me. It's fine. I don't. I don't have reservations about that season. Uh, that I have of like last year. That was went way way worse than we we had expected. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It makes sense. But it it, it kind of sticks out like. You know, we kind of look back at that and go, "Oh, we have this great defense." And last, uh, you know, two years ago, "Oh, we have this great defense." And last year, it's like, "Oh, mm, mm. not that great of a defense." And <laughs> you know, it will we'll see going forward. This is something that's going to have to get figured out, right? And right, maybe our standard is just a little too a little high. high. Should be, I don't know. Yeah. All good. We have a lot of time to think about that. Uh, NFL yeah. training camp, Marlo. Other things, the running backs, at least two of them. 
Speaking uh, of Badgers. Are holding out. Yep. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I guess he was the first to announce that he's holding out. Um, and it seems like this might be a long one. I, I don't. Well, what do you think, Marlo? Do you think this is going to be like Olivia Bell? Uh, yeah, I mean. Threatening one? It could be because he set the tone and um, Phil Rivers always already like is, is already written off. Did you hear him talking his press conference? Yeah. Well, uh, basically him. talking like Melvin's just not even part of the team. Well, I saw him say something. I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if it was quoting the press conference, but he's like, Melvin's good, but we got a lot of good running backs here. Yes. And like, <laughs> like, uh, I don't even think he used his name. I think he, I think it was more like he. It was more of a he. Uh, yeah, he's a good he, player. The guy who's the guy who's not here. Yeah, the guy's not here is a good player, but we got we got to worry about the guys that are here. I don't even think it was that. It was it was like so not. It wasn't even like the whole we let him take care of it. We'll take care of us type of thing. It was just like no, he's gone. He's just written off. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the it's it's interesting to see how far he'll take it. Um, as far as Melvin Gordon goes, I, I wonder if he knew beforehand that Zeke was going to hold out because mm. that's not going to help. Um, and if any, you know, if anything does happen, it's I mean Zeke's going to, ha- you know, Melvin's not going to set the market here, right? Right. Zeke's going to set that market, and then Melvin's going to fall way under that. Not way under that, but under that. Yeah, and I think you should. I don't. I don't have the stats of what or the information of what he's asking for, um, but I think if you look at it, Todd Gurley's contract last year. If they're thinking both Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon are thinking that that is the market, I think that they're <laughs> mistaken. I think that that's too high. I think that was a mistake by the Rams to do that, um, and I, you know, the fact that he may not have a knee that works kind yep. of like shows why you might not want to spend a lot of money in that position. Uh, now, I'm not saying that either of these two guys are demanding that kind of money. I don't really know you know the details. Um, but I can see why, as a running back, you want to get at least something. Going into your last year, you want at least a little bit more guarantee, something like that. So hopefully they can meet somewhere in the middle um, and, and Melvin can get there. Because I think that being out in San Diego or whatever, L.A. now, whatever, um, he Melvin's flown a little bit under the radar. I think if he was on a more prominent team, he would have a lot more respect throughout the league and a lot more uh, coverage than he does. Yeah, uh, and that would obviously help him in in this scenario. Yeah, um, with that. Yeah, because I hear a lot of takes like Melvin's like, oh, well, he's a good player, but he's not. You know, it's like he's like seems like he's replaceable, which sounds it's kind of it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's a he's a very he's a very good player, and yeah, I mean running backs nowadays is like it seems to be a very replaceable uh, position. But guess what? You know, you see the drop off when you have a great running back, and then you don't all of a sudden. Um, we just get caught up when you have a great running back and they're gone, and all of a sudden this other guy comes out and they're pretty good, and that happens from time to time. But you know, you're <laughs> really good running backs just don't grow on trees. I'm sorry, it's just not it doesn't happen like that, yeah. and. Um, I think Melvin, again, I, I think it's going to be tough to the points you just talked about, um, as well as you know having Zeke out, and it could last uh, you know well into the season uh, before they get that figured out. Yeah, and it sounds like that'd be maybe okay with uh, Zeke Elliott as he's going to spend his holdout in Cabo. Yeah, uh, I'm sure training really hard. He'll have some. What do the, the kids use these days? Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, Instagram videos of him out there like running on the beach or doing you know some sort of workout out there. Uh, but just when you hear that he's going to be in Cabo, like your just mind goes to Mai Tais and beaches. 
you know, not workouts and <laughs> being ready to go when the contract signed. Interesting, uh, interesting negotiating ploy for sure. Yeah, but that's his thing. That's what he did. Uh, was it two seasons ago where he got suspended for all his games? Yeah, and he uh, he was yeah. training in Cabo, and that's what that's what made him where he was. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's setting down some my ties. But it's, doing a some crunches. it's a different thing being suspended versus true, like, true, like true. contract negotiation. Yeah, like, essentially, I don't know. The way I read it is like I'm not. Almost is like I'm not taking this seriously. I'm not ready to come back, and I know that might not be the case. But like, what what am I supposed to read into this? Like, wh- how else am I supposed to read into it? I guess like that you're going to some exotic destination and good for him. If I could just go to Cabo when I wanted, like, Oh, I'm not going to be at work for a while. I'll just go to Cabo. I have the finances <laughs> to do that. Maybe I would, uh, <laughs> but from like, uh, I'm trying to negotiate a extended contract going to a vacation location seems kind of weird to me. I don't know. doesn't seem like the strongest bargaining ship. Or maybe right. It's yeah. Like, yeah. If you don't sign me, I'm going to spend more time here. I'm going to. Even... More... <laughs> to be fair, maybe oh. Zeke spends his time in Cabo differently than I do. <laughs> I would. Quite possibly. Never been there. Never been it, there. But quite possible. I would spend in Cabo. Uh, I'd probably do less drills on the beach. I'm sure. All right. All right. Well. All right. Uh, Should we talk about players that are actually going to camp? Yeah, some players that have arrived at camp. Uh, so. Couple players came in interesting transportation vehicles. What you even say? Other way came arrived interestingly. Yeah, uh, and apparently this is a thing. Marlo, is this? Did I miss this? Is this new? I, I just. Oh, I don't. Okay, so I don't think it's new. It's just going to the next level. Oh boy! I don't know if you remember. So back in back back in our day. Um, like they show up and it's like, oh, they're showing up and they're bringing like coolers and fans and like, oh, we got like four Xboxes and a 42 inch yeah. screen TV in these college yeah. dorm rooms. Um, and then the then backup the, quarterback has a guitar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the guy who just got paid now he's showing up in his Lamborghini. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but now, yeah, but now it's just like with social media and everything, we just have to take it to the next level. And <laughs> you know, surprise, it's it's, it's wide receivers <laughs> that are doing. <laughs> That are doing yeah, extravagant yeah, things and putting it, uh, you know, putting it out there on the internet. Yeah. So with that, Marlo, I think there were two that kind of stuck out, and I guess we'll we'll do like who who did it better, Marlo? We got Jalen Ramsey, uh, who uh, showed up in a what is it? A arm, let's just say armored truck. I was going to bring. Yeah, I'll go with know. armored truck. Is it armored truck? Not a civilian vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he apparently was in the back of it. Gets mm-hmm. out uh, to. Uh, his hype man who had a megaphone uh, and a sparse crowd, if you would even call it that. Um, that was interesting. Or Antonio Brown, who uh, took a uh, hot air balloon over Napa Valley and presumably into somewhere close to Raiders facility, yeah. uh, which I, I, don't, I don't even know what would be better, more ridiculous or more like, <laughs> or more interesting. Um, I guess take your pick. Which did you enjoy better? I, well, from an I, entertainment I, standpoint. Yeah, from an entertainment standpoint, is, is Jalen Ramsey. Uh, just because he probably didn't announce it. Maybe he did, but I don't know. But from what I take, you just everyone's kind of showing up, yeah. and then you show up in this armored vehicle with your hype band and and getting going. It's like that's 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 entertainment 
that's entertainment in a nutshell. As opposed to Antonio Brown was like in a hot air balloon, like yeah. taking a romantic ride over the valley. Yeah, uh, well, sip- Napa Valley is, as he said, is known for hot air balloons. Yeah, <laughs> known for it. Yeah, so I'm just gonna take this, take this ride. Uh, and obviously he told someone because it was a fully produced, yep, fully produced Raiders video. So I think um, just from the entertainment factor and. The uh, it just seemed more spontaneous, even you know, even though there's yeah. obviously there was thought into it, but right. the presentation of it was a more spontaneous thing than than Antonio Brown. Well, that's what I thought made it so funny is he got there and this white <laughs> man hops out and he's talking to this megaphone and it seemed like there were just like people mulling around, like there wasn't like a crowd of people there. Maybe there were and they were behind the camera, but like yeah. just looked like. You know, employees going to work. <laughs> he's there. Why? Who is this guy? Why is he yelling? Why is he coming out? Uh, but like you said, Antonio Brown was a little bit more produced. I just love that, you know, it, Napa Valley known for its hot air balloons. Um, and just a lot of... So his new saying is, uh, felt like a butterfly sting like AB. So there's... Oh, there's goodness. That. It seemed, it seemed <laughs> like as much a promotion for that saying or... Whatever clothing line that comes out of that, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, yeah, was as much for that as as for Antonio Brown. And at what point do you sit around and you're like, I'm just gonna take someone else's saying and put my initials. That's gonna be awesome. Let's go. I mean, our, my, my saying that I say at the end of the podcast comes from a greeting card. <laughs> so, I'm not sure. I'm in a place to throw stones. Uh, but yeah, shame on Antonio Brown. Yeah. But now I'm going to start trying to do that and come up with other sayings. And yeah. Incorporate okay, that's fair. We'll try. We'll try. Uh, but that's a, you know, above average, slightly above average podcast. Not uh, a hall. Hall. What? Oof. What do we? What was our our conversation about Antonio Brown? I think I was trying to say he's going to be top five all time. There was a way for him to be top five. I don't know anymore. He seems a little too crazy for him. Like yeah, he seems crazy. He's gone a little bit too far into that. Um, He's got full Raiders. He's came out of Pittsburgh, and like the chains are totally off now, and he's going just full Raiders. And yeah, yeah, he might he might just go crazy and just fall off the deep end in like a year and a half. Yeah, still be invited to the ESPYS though, probably. Oh, for sure. Uh, Him and (laughs) To are going to be the ESPYS forever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyway, so we both. Did I even answer it? I think Jalen. I like Jalen Ramsey's just because it was. While it was not a hot air balloon, it still seemed more ridiculous. Antonio <laughs> Brown seemed uh, much more uh, thought out, even though, well, yeah. that should make it worse. I don't know. I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey, just because yeah. I love the hype man to really nobody. Jalen Ramsey, final answer. All right. Uh, all right. Elsewhere in training camps, uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, was interviewed. He's back. And he's, he's back, yeah. Uh, he's on the Jets, right? Yep, uh, the Jets. He's out. He's apologizing to fantasy football uh, players and has said that he's sorry for missing the 2018 season. Marlo, if you had Le'Veon Bell, would you? Do you accept the, team last year? Would I accept his apology? Would you accept your his apology? No, no. I would ask for I would ask for a full refund. Full refund. Uh, full your, refund. Your league dues. Send a <laughs> full refund. Class action lawsuit. <laughs> yes, of league dues, and then I'd have to draft this year, but suspend him for the first four games. Just on your own, you just sit him. Yeah, he'd be suspended from the fantasy team for. for I don't have him, so. But if I did, this is just hypothetical that you. I would. Suspended. I'd be suspending him for four games. That would be funny if you like, you just drafted him and then you didn't play him all year. And you're like, <laughs> Take that, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Now we're even, and I yeah. lost my fantasy league two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't. So. I understand the players kind of like frustration with the crap they get on social media from fantasy football owners because like I've seen some not that I like have gotten it or anything but like they'll do like a news article but look at these ridiculous things that fantasy football owners are saying about whomever who didn't do whatever like when Todd Gurley didn't score that touchdown yeah the the other year it's kind of ridiculous like Take it easy, people. It's a fantasy football game. They're doing a whole different real game, <laughs> and uh, I can I can understand that. So uh, I guess big props to him for stepping up and, and apologizing to the fantasy football trolls out there uh, who apparently are uh, mad at him. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, because that's totally it's totally going to help when he has a bad game, and no one's ever going to be like, oh no, but he apologized. So I'm just not going to tweet at him this time. Who do you think's more mad, fantasy football owners or Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> <laughs> Fair, because the answer should be Steelers fans. Yeah, but the I mean, is probably football, fantasy football fans. It's probably yeah. It's I was gonna say it's probably if you got all the fantasy football players that had Le'Veon last year who drafted Le'Veon, yeah. I think the level of madness would go to fantasy football players. Yeah, all right, which is ridiculous. All right, <laughs> all right. Last thing on uh, training camps, the NFL came out today and said that offensive holding is going to be more strictly enforced. Which awesome. I say, about time. Oh, jeez. This is great. In all seriousness, Marlo, I look forward to how this screws over the Packers out of two victories, and then they just stop calling it. Yes. And go back to normal officiating. Uh, um, this has this has, this has has uh, the first two weeks. We're going to do it for the first two weeks, and we're going to get everyone's going to scream about it, and then we're going to have to they're gonna take a review of this new, uh, yeah. this new strictly enforced rule, and then, and then wind it back. This is it's, just screaming it. Well, a reassessment of the rules. I will. I hope it doesn't bleed into regular season, but preseason is going to be brutal. There's going to be in office of holding on almost every drive. It's going to be. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, but you can you can literally call on every play and uh, yeah. So what is more enforcedly and strict? I don't know. This it I might be know. crazy. It's going to be. It's going to be tough. And I don't think anybody is sitting here going, you know what? The quarterbacks need to get hit more. <laughs> that's, that's what we need is the pass rushers to more easily get at the quarterbacks. Nobody's saying that. Yeah, I don't understand this. Um, so good job NFL zigging while every while everyone else in your sport and your fans are zagging or zagging when they're zigging. Whatever, going the other way, just going a different way. Um, so good job by you NFL and Roger Goodell. Um, oh, did you see that? Um, a judge allowed a. The lawsuit, some Louisiana uh, politician put in a lawsuit that the non-pass interference call against New Orleans oh, Jesus. should be, I don't reviewed or something. Yeah. Okay. The government? I don't really know yeah. what the lawsuit is. <laughs> but, <laughs> I feel uh, like whatever it is is going to fly right through the state level. Yeah. Well, it's at s- some... I think circuit court judge. I yeah. can't remember now. Shoot, uh, like allowed the lawsuit to continue today oh, instead of like of laughing it out of court. So <laughs> that's going to continue going. I think there's going to be. I think it was Goodell and like three other uh, NFL people are going to be like interviewed or something. So that's absolutely hilarious. Um, and there's no way that should actually be. A, our government should be doing that. So hilarious stuff. All right. Uh, on to Badger football, Marlo. Um, I'll let you uh, take this first announcement because I know you are really excited about it. 
Uh, yeah, so excited. So we have an announcement. The Badgers came out today and announced they got a home and home with Alabama. So Nick Saban and the boys are coming yeah. to Camp Randall. Alabama's going, or <laughs> Wisconsin's going down to Tuscaloosa. Yep. And, you know, get I mean, get your hotels right now. Get your plane tickets because in 20, 2024 and 2025, these games are actually going to take place. Yeah, it'll be at Camp Randall in 2024 and down... In Tuscaloosa, as you said, in 2025, Marlo. Uh, Why do they do this? We're probably going to go. Yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, probably, we're probably, definitely we're probably going to go. We're probably definitely. I can't wait to see Tuscaloosa. Uh, I can't yeah. wait to see Nick Saban um, and just all the things. <laughs> this is this is one of those things, dude. This is it's gonna it's <sighs> 2024. I mean, I know it's only five years, but it just seems yeah. so long away. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna be able to teleport to this game, obviously. So it's not yeah. gonna be a big deal. Yeah, no, not a big deal. Uh, yeah. It would just cost a little more, probably. Um, you don't want to go. You don't. I just heard this the other day. You don't want to go with the discount teleporter. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Don't want to go wanna, with the discount. Make teleporter. sure you get you know a, a quality uh, validated uh, teleportation machine before you go. Um, yeah, I think I was trying to think. Like, this seems like a really big deal to get a home and home with Alabama. Uh, I think the fact that we are <clears throat> scoring off against Alabama is a, a, a good sign for the program. Yes. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking that, Al- that Alabama is thinking we get a what will be, I presume this will be the first week or second week of, of the season. Yes. <clears throat> um, they get a Power 6 conference opponent, but it's not like a top tier one. This is what right. I think they're thinking. Like, yes. This is yeah. a team we sh- should beat but will still get recognition for not having a soft out-of-conference schedule. Um, yeah. But, and I guess, to a large extent, I agree with that that thought process. But you never know. If you get them in Camp Randall, and you know, <sighs> who knows what you know 2024 will look like uh, as far as the strength of these programs. But you never know, and that is a pretty cool matchup. Obviously, we saw it. A couple years ago, mm-hmm. when they played in, they played in Dallas, right? Yeah, played in uh, Dallas. World. Yep. Um, we both almost totally went to that one too. Really um, close. I was really, really close. close to that one. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm excited for it. I like these big out of conference matchups. I think that it. Yeah. I think it means something. I think it means something when you're the marquee matchup on that first weekend or two. Like yeah. For being a fan, at least, I don't know if it means anything in the sense of like building a program or anything, but like as far as I kind of perceive the college football landscape as a fan, it means something that my school is in one of those marquee matchups early in the season. Yeah, no, it's really nice. And, and the big thing, I mean, when the college football player came out, this this was going to be a thing. People were going to bump up their schedule. Um, it's, it's continued to go. And I what I like about this is actually a home and home and not yeah. this neutral site stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it exciting. I mean, we don't. We have it. We have a nice marquee kind of early season matchup. Uh, when's the Notre Dame? Was that twenty twenty one, twenty two? Sure. Yeah, Notre Dame coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, so now Alabama penciled in here. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. I just can't. I, I just every time this happens, and they make it like a big deal. They had posts everywhere about it. Like these are terms. Like yeah, it's five years from now. So yeah, every, no one on this team is going to be there. Nobody. The Merce, the Merce era will be over. That's going to be the worst part. Merce era will be over yeah. right before this. And they'll be like, damn, if only we had Merce. I, I'm penciled that in. That's going to be my take on this podcast in right. 2024. That'd be like, 
we're still doing this podcast in 2024. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's either really great or really sad. I'm not sure. Maybe a little bit of both. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So NCA.com. I don't know if these are the actual NCA rankings, Marlo, but some rankings came out. I saw yeah. them. They had Wisconsin at, ranked at 16th, which I guess kind of cuts against what we were talking about last week. Last week we were talking about maybe uh, a little bit of lowered expectations, a little bit of um, people liking other teams within the Big Ten uh, ahead of us. Um, we talked about last week, Nebraska and Iowa expected to finish higher than us in the West in this yep. ranking. Uh, we were 16th, Iowa's 18th, and Nebraska's 20th. So kind of that second tier of the Big Ten, we're all right there in the in the late teens, which I guess makes sense, right? That's, I guess, what you would expect out of, like, not yeah. Ohio State, Michigan, top, what do you want to throw Penn State up there in the top tier Big Ten teams? Sure. Um, I mean, they were like, they were like yeah, 13, yeah. so they're not too much, out, too much out of the range. But um, right around there, that kind of middling Big Ten, I shouldn't say middling, second-tier Big Ten teams, uh, but at 16, so a little bit higher expectations than we were talking about last week. Um, this, f- I guess we, we both felt last week felt a little right. If we were at 20, like if we swapped with Nebraska, Nebraska yeah. was at 16, we were at 20, <laughs> I'd first say... How is Nebraska ahead of us and then get all upset about it? But now I'm doing the opposite and saying, like, it feels right for us to be about 20. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I feel like it, I, when I, before any rankings, kind of as the, season, as the summer was going on, I thought we'd be in that low 20 tier. Um, and that was, I mean, yep. based on last season, that was a, I can't argue with it. Um, couldn't even, I probably couldn't even, argue, wouldn't be even argued if it just weren't, if we weren't unranked. Um, so it's beginning of the season. Yeah. If we were like yeah, 26, yeah, exactly, 28, something, something like that. that. But, um, as I said I like to uh, sixteen, and again I don't know what these rankings are. Casey, you just put them in front of me, <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. I know I'm here. I'm here. I, it's legit. It's, it's legit. legit. It's legit. Uh, I no, I found it. it. It's though, good. So I'm not sure um, all right, all right. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think. Well, I, what I was trying to say is, I like to be in these middle tier ranks to begin the season. As a fan, because yeah. from the, my most memorable seasons, this is where we were, and we came from like the middle to the you know early twenties and made our work worked our way up and had a great season. Uh, I feel like we're good yeah. playing that me against the world. They don't give us any any respect card, right? Yeah, uh, I just think the problem with uh, being sixteen now and just kind of where I expect us to be as yes, the Big Ten yeah. seems stacked. I mean, you got. Ohio State and Michigan in the top 10. Penn State at 13. I'm doing off this off memory, so if you have it in front of you, correct me where I'm wrong. Uh, then we've got Wisconsin at 16. Um, Iowa 18. Nebraska 20. And I think even Northwestern's 24, yeah. something like that. So that's a lot of Big Ten teams. And we're going to yeah. have to play a lot of those teams. And obviously they're going to have to play each other. So I think there's going to be a little bit of beaten up. I think it's going to come down to how well kind of the Big Ten does outside of conference to kind of yeah. validate having that many Big Ten teams in the top twenty-five. If you're Northwestern, you're if you're Northwestern fan, we'll I know them. there's like one or two out there in the world. Um, are you like just mad? Like you get no Probably respect. You come through. You you win the West. You have somewhat of a showing the Big Ten championship game. I forgot yeah, they won the last. Time they won the West. Like. I saw I saw the, a replay of the of the championship game. It was it was yeah. on. I didn't watch. Oh, you didn't get sucked in. I get sucked in that stuff all the time. <laughs> I didn't, oh, I didn't get sucked. No, uh, it has to be a game Wisconsin wins, otherwise I, I or like something else significant that I remember. But uh, that was not one of them. And 
I was like, oh, that's right. They won. Yeah. The, they and won then the okay, well, thanks, guys. You can be 24 and Nebraska can be like top 10. Cool. Um, Nebraska's going to be top 10 when they're 3-0. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's going to get so Oh, God. Yeah. Nebraska's going to go 3 0. Yeah. They're going to be like number five in the country. They're going to hype up a big. Do they play Ohio State or something? It'll be like three versus four. Ohio State, Nebraska. Hype train is going to be unreal if Nebraska starts out the season strong. Oh, can't wait for that. Um, All right. Any other. other No, that's it, man. Just. The. The. uh, Wisconsin, uh, Madison Media is coming out with some like position oh, yeah. in depth dives, uh, which I've been which I've been reading up on, and it's just you know lots of improvement, lots yeah. of questions. Yeah, yeah, it's stuff, it's position it's position you know, story season. Every day is new position. Yep, I dive in. I'm like these wide receivers are gonna be the best <laughs> group of wide receivers I've ever seen. <laughs> and then it's like here's all the questions we have. No, 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 I don't want to hear that. I don't want to read that part. I'm so excited. Um, Although there seems to be a lot of doubt uh, nationally about the offensive line because we're yeah. replacing four starters, but I feel right. like at this how do you not get the benefit of the doubt? Um, at this point, yeah, we should get the benefit of. Hey, did we talk about? Did we talk about the position? No. Rankings? Oh no, we didn't. Is that how can we feel about the position rankings? So, position rankings. All right, ESPN came out with position rankings. Uh, they ranked kind of the position groups. Uh, really, so you know you have quarterback you, yeah. quarterback you running back you that sort of thing and they did it one to ten in each of the positions and I saw that and I clicked on it and I was like <laughs> I'm gonna be upset I'm gonna be upset at where Wisconsin is on this thing uh, and I ended up not being to be fair uh, we were number uh, two at running back number two at offensive line uh, yep both second Alabama, Alabama. Right? Um, and then fifth in yeah. tight end. And that was it, right? Uh, yeah. So that felt, that about, felt right. about right. It wasn't like we were going to get in the receiver list. Um, their quarterback list. Yeah, we're not getting the receivers. <laughs> I, thought there, I thought there was a chance we could have been in yeah, the linebackers. Yeah. But then you realize, oh, yeah, right. Alabama has We got – yeah, well, not right, – right. I mean just in the top ten. I don't mean – Yeah. I don't mean number one. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, so I thought it w- – I clicked on it thinking, like, Wisconsin was going to be, like, fifth in running backs – and I was gonna, I was ready to just be really upset. Uh, yeah. But then it, I thought right. I thought and you, they highlight like players each time that are like in, the, you know, in the NFL, um, from each of them. And yeah. they didn't even. They, like someone pointed out to me, it's like they had like Rondane, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I've read the third one, but they didn't even have like James White. The, uh, they didn't even have Corey Clement. Right. Who both won Super Bowls, by the way. I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> so both, yeah, both. Yeah. So yeah, running Bowl back you. Yeah. So yeah, we're basically Alabama. Going back to that, that we're going to beat Alabama in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So we're like Alabama, but like worse <laughs> at every position. So that's great. Uh, but I, like it was, I, it felt like about where I where I thought we would, and I want I I was ready to go in that and click on it and be like, they have us our fifth place in running back behind all these other schools. So I'm I'm glad that didn't happen, and it was cool to see tight end up there because I. Kind of forget that, like we have yeah. had some pretty good uh, tight ends go through go through the program. So uh, that was neat, uh, neat to see. All right, I know yeah. what everybody wants. Baseball, to hear baseball, baseball. All right. So I, as I was getting ready for the podcast, um, I was watching Monday Night Baseball, which is way <laughs> better, <laughs> way better than Sunday Night Baseball. It's like probably the B team. I don't know who the the guys are. Um, Tim Kirchens <laughs> in the booth, but. Um, 
they actually talk about the game and like stories that involve the game. They just don't go off their own tangents that they thought of ahead of time, like A Rod and Crew do. Oh, it drives me nuts. But uh, so it was much more enjoyable to watch, even though it was a Nationals Braves game that I have too too much interest in. Uh, but <clears throat> what struck me is if you saw this, Marlon, and I think you'll appreciate this as uh, dad of a, a, yeah. of, a, of a toddler. Uh, Geraldo Parra's walk-up music oh my is Baby Shark. No. And oh. the fans love it. And they stand up yeah. and they do like the gator oh my goodness. to the song. And then uh, as I was watching it, uh, it was a mound visit. So they did like oh, no. this twice. And it was brutal. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I don't know about you. Like um, that has just come off of rotation in my house after I don't know how long, and I'm so. And if anytime anybody even mentions it, I like tell them to shut up so it doesn't come back in rotation in my house. I hope he doesn't. Hope he doesn't hear it. Yeah, it is. It is brutal, um, and the fa- I don't know. The fans love it, and it it, it was ridiculous. Um, so, if you don't know what we're talking about, God yeah. bless you. You are so lucky. Um, did you know that there's a Whole pl- uh, baby shark playlist. A whole playlist? On no. Oh, whole I've heard different versions. versions. I've heard like the R and B version. A, there's a Halloween yeah. one, a Christmas. Oh, is it all one. by the same? Like I've heard like the remixes, like the R and B remix, the the uh, trap remix. I don't know if it's all by all by the same one, okay. but somebody made all a playlist. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll be sure to not come across I'm, that. Far too many. Yeah. 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 Try not to. Uh, so. Good on Geraldo Parra. I don't know. Sh- bad on him. I mean, that's ridiculous. All right. Uh, Brewers. <laughs> Marlo. Uh, started off as a tough week, became a great week, and then ended up as an okay week uh, as the roller coaster that is baseball went on. Uh, the Brewers lost two or three to the, I don't want to say lowly Reds, but the Brewers seem to have really struggle against the Reds this year for whatever reason. Uh, they dropped two or three to them. Then they won the first two games of the series against the Cubs in comeback fashion, including a Keston Hura walk-off home run on Saturday night. Uh, that was fantastic. So they go into the bottom of the ninth, down one. Uh, Almora, I think, for the Cubs had just hit a home run to put them up one in the top of the ninth. And uh, Yelich leads off the inning with a home run, and then I think they get a walk or something, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then uh, Kesson hits uh, a two-run home run to win the game. It was very exciting, to say the least. Um, and, I, you know, we're on top of cloud, as Bruce fans, on top of cloud nine, uh, maybe in cloud ten. It felt great. And then they got blown out the next day, like 11 to four or something terrible. Uh, so they, I guess, move up in that one game on the series. And then the series just feels like eh, it was okay. Uh, but it, in the moment on that Saturday night, it felt freaking amazing that we had taken the first two against the Cubs. Uh, in roster moves, the Brewers have traded for Jordan Lyles. Uh, he, this is the second time in two years they've traded for Jordan, Jordan Lyles. So he's back. back. Uh, I forgot I forgot to trade for him the first time. Uh, he's posting a solid 0-3 record with a 15.0 ERA nice. over his last four starts. So you got to... <laughs> Got to get him while he's going. What'd you hot. trade for? Um, okay, I don't know. Some case of beer. Couldn't even. Couldn't even tell you. Some oh, prospect. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not entirely sure. Um, and this, I think, just exemplifies shows 
situation the Brewers starting rotation is, is they just literally need anybody who's like, I could probably throw six innings. I might give up four or five runs. And the Brewers are like, well, take it, please. That's better than our alternative. Uh, because last week, the Brewers had three games in a row where their starter left the game with an injury, but they won all three. So you can question the process, Marlo, but you can't question <laughs> the results of getting your starter injured during the game. Um Two of those seem relatively serious. Gio Gonzalez is, it doesn't seem so serious. So we need somebody to fill some innings, and we got Jordan Lyles for pretty cheap. Uh, I didn't didn't look at even what the what the return was. So that is a good job by me. That's how much it stuck out to me what the return was. Uh, other than that, uh, I know there's lots of Bruce fans out there um, talking about what other trade that they can they can make. <sighs> I don't think there's much left in the tank for them to trade. Uh, baseball Prospectus just came out with uh, a ranking of the farm systems. The Brewers are now dead last in their farm system. Uh, so I don't think there's much there for uh, them to trade to get a real meaningful piece, uh, which kind of kind of stinks, but um, it's kind of where we are um, with, the, with the Brewers. I still, they're, I think, a game back with the uh, Cubs on the Cardinals as we sit today. Um, so they're, they're within striking distance. They're in there in the wild card. Um, just pitchers need to get and stay healthy, and, and we might be all right. So that's Brewers. a Bruce take, Marlo. Anything going on in White Sox world? So White Sox went two, two and four this past week. Uh, and now I'm, yeah, I, I'm kind of – makes me kind of sad, Casey. Oh. Because before the break, they were like doing this thing where they're hoving around 500, mm-hmm. giving you like that. Oh, like here it is. Here's like the here's that good feel of of going through the rebuild, and maybe maybe we'll go on like a hot streak and make some noise, going and like challenge, make someone sweat for a playoff spot. Uh, but ever since the break, they just said, you know what, a little more than half a season is good enough. It's good enough to let us know that we're almost good enough to play baseball for a whole season. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of bummed out, to be honest with you. I thought at least give at least start. At the very least, I thought they'd keep hovering around 500 uh, going into the season, but I had grand, grand ideas of them going on some sort of hot streak and being talked about of challenging for a playoff spot. So there's my White Sox minute. Whatever. But that's it, Casey. That's all I got for the White Sox. Yeah, I mean... It- <sighs> This this seems weird because I've been kind of thinking of the trade deadline in a general sense of, of teams. At least you kind of know where you are. Like you're not you're not a buyer. <laughs> yep. You're not yep. even you're not even really a seller. Like you're just yep. you're on this kind of path to the future. And at least you have some sort of like direction, which I think a lot of teams don't have. One of those teams, Marlo, transition, yep. Baltimore Orioles, but a plus. Uh, they are. If you're an Orioles fan, it has not been a fun year. You don't have kind of the hope of the future, the hope of even 500 that the White Sox have. But within, uh, and this is one of the really neat things about baseball, just being a fan of of, of baseball or even a fan of of a team, you have a week like this, even the Baltimore Orioles, where uh, they had a run in which they've now hit 10 straight games where they've had two home runs in each game. Um, they are, that's an MLB record and of the, they tied the record with nine games and there had been six occurrences where that happened and they have three of those 
in 87 and 96. So they are on quite a run. Um, and they had a chance against the Angels. Uh, unfortunately, I was going to talk about this yesterday. But then they, they then lost. But they had a chance to win their first series since like a year ago. <laughs> their oh, first no. road series since, uh, or excuse me, sweep, not win a series, excuse me, sweep a series from since like a year ago. And their first road win since like a year and a half ago. And their first four game road win since like the Bush administration or something ridiculous. It wasn't that bad. It was like, it was like 2011. But nonetheless, it was like things that happened happened in like almost a decade. Uh, they had a chance to, but then they lost uh, to the to the Angels in, in the final game of the series. Uh, but they did make history in a sense. Um, they had a <laughs> position player, uh, Stevie Wilkerson, who's apparently a center fielder, um, yes. come in and actually make a save. Yeah. Um, and in in a ten eight game that apparently was a marathon. Uh, and not only did he make the save, the Folks that run Cooperstown or or, or what have uh, whoever makes those decisions decided that it was memorable enough that they wanted his cap and the ball, I think, or his glove or something. Uh, anyway, this save by position player is going to be uh, <laughs> memorialized in Cooperstown. So congratulations to Baltimore Orioles. Even though you're one of the worst teams and have one of the worst contracts in baseball in Chris Davis, you had one heck of a week. So there you go. Did you see? Did you see him pitching? By the way, yeah, it was like I think he averaged uh, fifty-four miles an hour on his pitches. Yeah, I was. I I don't know. I I, it's one of the things where they just don't you don't take it serious. So you kind of just think you can you could crank it. And you know, I think it was two pop-ups and a grounder. Uh, (laughs) But uh, one one of those being Albert Pujols. Yeah, (laughs) Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. So it's like what I was. It's one of those where you watch it and you're like. I truly think I could have hit. I could have hit a ball off a of major league pitcher yeah. if that was pitched to me. Like I feel like in like little league, yeah. kids were throwing about the hard. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, just may not little. What's the what's the league above? Is there a league above little league? Uh, so my dad calls Babe Ruth, <laughs> <laughs> Babe Ruth league. The Babe they Ruth called it different league. things back then. Um, so congratulations, Baltimore Orioles. You had yourself a week. Um, and I, I don't know. It's just one of those things I wanted to bring up because it's. For a suffering fan base, they had a week of like pretty crazy stuff, and that baseball is weird in the sense that you can have a really really bad team and and be able to have a hall of fame moment in season hall of fame moment. That's right. Um, all right, so this week, Marlo, in two days, I think it is right. It's the it's the thirty first. Is the hard trade deadline the first time that the trade deadline has been a hard trade de- yeah. deadline? And it surprisingly got kicked off by the New York Mets, who somehow have become both a buyer and a seller within the same market. Uh, they are buyer because they traded two pitching prospects for Marcus Stroman, and then a seller because they traded Jason Vargas for a catching prospect. Um, and in uh, the process, hurts their own trade value as they tried to trade. Um, I think it was you know, Syndergaard was the, the rumor that since the return for Marcus Stroman was so weak, the Padres, who were they were in talks for trading uh, Syndergaard, uh, were like, we're not giving up that much because look how little Marcus Stroman went for. <laughs> so, so they heard their own trade value. Um, so I don't know what the heck the Mets are doing. It seems very strange. Um, my only thought, well, it's not my only thought, but in doing some research, in listening to podcasts and things is, 
that this is somehow a play for next year and okay. not this year in the sense that Strowman, Strowman's contract goes through next year. So it's not necessarily a piece that they will get for just this year and then he'll be a free agent. He'll be signed through next year when they will presumably retool, be retooled to make a run at the playoffs. Um, they're in a really weird position because they don't they're too good to bottom out, but not good enough to make a run. <laughs> so, like, what do you do? You have a, a lot of pitchers. Uh, you have DeGrom. You have uh, Syndergaard and uh, Wheeler. I think they might deal Wheeler, but uh, you have a lot of pitchers who are, like, kind of in their prime now. And to bottom out would be trading a lot of pieces, and to be able to get, like, a reasonable return would be really hard. Um but they're not good enough to really go for it. So I don't know what you do. So it seems like the Stroman trade, and I think the Vargas trade kind of fits into that because I think he's a free, he has a club option next year. Um, and if you have Stroman instead of him, you don't need him next year uh, in that regard. Um, it's a chance to try and improve next year, uh, but it's it's the way we normally think about buyers and sellers, the, this transaction doesn't fit into it and it seems really weird, but... All, at the same time, that was like some 40 chess that I'm giving the Mets management credit for, yep, yep. <laughs> which I don't know that they deserve uh, the right to get that kind of credit. But that's my, that's my take on how it could be a actually 4D chess smart move. <laughs> uh, all the saber metrics, AC. They should, uh, yeah. they should definitely hire you on you. They 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 should to break down how they make trades. Yeah, I could, I could do that. Um, no, but it, uh, it's interesting. But it's all so Stroman. Uh, it was surprisingly one of the better pitchers available, um, especially since he had that extra year that was that was more valuable. So it seemed like that kind of like shook the trade market uh, because the Mets, who weren't presumed to be a buyer, ended up getting the first starting pitcher off of the market. Uh, so it will. Be, I know that I was watching the Braves game today, and they were talking about how the Braves fans uh, in front office were planning to make a play for him, uh, and I know the Yankees were interested in him as well. So it just interesting that a non-buying team went out and got one of the better starters out there uh, on the trade jet deadline, and it'll be interesting to see how that that shakes up. Um, with that said, Marla, are you ready for our trade deadline preview? Okay, here we go. Phones, phones have been ringing off the hook of insider information. Yep, yep. We've yeah, we've been um, you know tweeting a lot. You know, contacting our totally existent contacts, all the sources uh, within organizations and uh, other trades will happen. Things are going to happen, Marlo. No, I no idea what it's going to be. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, I don't expect the Brewers to go out and get a lot. I just don't think they have enough to uh trade and i think that their their good young players are not tradable um and outside of that i don't know (laughs) it'll be fun it'll be fun i think it'll be fun this year to see what the hard deadline does if that makes more trades happen right now at the deadline or fewer trades if like people just don't know yet if they're buyers or sellers you know Thinking the Mets. I mean, the Mets are, I think, six games out of the wild card, something like that. But there are five teams ahead of them. Other teams like the Giants, who you thought would be sellers, now they have to decide if they're if they're going to sell that sort of thing. There's a lot of teams still kind of in the mix that 
if you waited a month or whatever the fake trade deadline was, um, would it know a lot more clearly. So it, I think it'll be interesting to see who kind of side falls on what side of that. So anyway, trade deadline. Any predictions from you, Marlon? No, I, I got nothing. I'm still still ciphering through my sources. Um, but I will let yeah. you definitely Wait and hear know. back. Yeah, we'll tweet out if we hear anything more uh, definitive. Yeah. Then things will happen. Inside scoops. Scoop. Yeah. Follow us on the Twitters for those inside scoops. All right. Probably not a good. Probably not a good scoop Twitter feed to follow. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> start somewhere. What happens? When it happens, I'm gonna. I'll retweet it. So got it. There, there you, you go. go. I mean, that's like more, more or less. Making getting the scoop, pretty much, pretty much there getting the scoop. All right, all right. That's it for baseball. Right. Miles sends. That's it for baseball. A return, a return to our esports nature, Marlo. Esports, right, as we are a cutting edge esports. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that because this is kind of. I think is going to be kind of an old man take segment here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there was a Fortnite World Cup World Championship. Yes, Not yes, sure. A Fortnite competition, um, and the winner. Which uh, is all of sixteen years old, Marlo. Sixteen. Uh, he is a. I guess I'm trying to get his gamer name here. Oh no, Bugga 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 Kyle Bugga <laughs> Giersdorf. Um, won the thing. <laughs> he got three million dollars. Uh, and as this article says, don't let anybody tell you video games don't pay. Uh, which is like me going outside in <laughs> my driveway and shooting jump shots. Because I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I'm going pro. Going pro. Going pro. Um, yeah, so he's a 16-year-old. Uh, I think when I was 16, Marlo, I was making about 540 an hour. Um, and I think I was living out, of, not living out, but at school, I was sharing a locker with my girlfriend, even Ooh. though her locker was way way out of the way of all my classes (laughs) so that's where i was and not winning not winning three not winning three million dollars um yeah i was dude i was driving 89 grand marquee uh just trying to put (laughs) gas in it gas was under two dollars you don't gotta make the three million dollar winner jealous (laughs) you gotta make him jealous oh man no but that's uh, i mean it's crazy it's like Fortnite just decided they're going to have a competition with the game prize of $3 yeah. million, dollars, which is, is kind of nuts. And I think uh, when this came out, I was like, yeah, a 16-year-old one? And then I thought, well, if you put it in the realm of, hey, we're going to play Fortnite for a lot of money, you'd, be, you'd probably take the bet that a 16-year-old is going to win. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I guess to your first point, it's crazy that a eSport or yeah. whatever video game got this much cash prize yeah. like this is well because then not only that like, if that was first place what is it second place here is 1.8 third was 1.2 yeah. yeah i mean this is like outside so outside of professionals like mainstream professional sports then what world series of poker then this is probably next biggest cash payout event yeah. uh I, I which is which is pretty impressive and you know i know fort light's Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite's kind of been losing its luster a bit uh, on the uh, on the, uh, the streaming scene, I think. Uh, but I I think a payout like this might kind of put a little bit more of a spotlight on it. 
Um, I followed along a little bit, and to your point, there were a lot of sixteen-year-olds <laughs> involved in this, which uh, I guess kind of made me less interested in it, just because it seemed so. That just seemed so ridiculous to me. I don't know. Not that if they were all like twenty-four-year-old gamers, it would have been more in line with what I expected, but just to see so many young kids being good at it and that like maybe when you're 16 that's when you're the best ever at video games seems like a weird thought process to go through um and to kind of think through how that could be like some sort of peak in your life yeah <laughs> seems very weird um but that's I, I i don't know what else what other takeaway old man takeaway to take them that that when you are 16 or 17 years old that's the best you're ever going to be at a shooter video game. <laughs> um, wow, uh, that's that's hard hard to swallow. But it seems to be it seems to be the case. Who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe uh, other Fortnite tournaments will prove that to be incorrect. But whew, that's interesting. Where do you go from there, Marlo? I just I uh, don't even know. I, was I don't just, know. Then- I was just trying to make the JV basketball team and. Not do you? Yeah. Do you, have, you have an idea how they qualified for this, or they just sign up and it's just go into the to the winner? I think there's some qualifying rounds and things. Uh, I don't know all the all the minutia of it. All right. But I think there's there's a way to get into it because the field is the field is set uh, prior to the the competition. Got it. So all right. Fortnite. Fortnite. Apparently, there it is. Fortnite. Kids, if you're listening, keep playing Fortnite. And one day you could be win three million dollars. Yeah, don't do that homework. Yeah. Play, Play Fortnite. Fortnite. All right. Any other esports? Esport news? I don't. I don't, I don't think so. For esport podcast, a little light on the esport light. news. Well, but that's okay. Well, you know we're not light on Casey. Is uh, <laughs> America's favorite segment, and that's uh, Casey's corner kick. I think it's going to be a little lighter than the last couple. Well, I'm still uh, tuning in, trying to find my uh, NWSL <laughs> team, and I have to say that uh, I'm torn. Uh-oh. I'm torn. Um, but I'm not the only one still tuning in, still following the NWSL after uh, the World Cup win by the U.S. women's national team. Um, there are record-setting attendances throughout the Ooh. league uh, just mentioned a few Chicago, Seattle, and the Washington Spirit all had uh, record-setting uh, attendances this attendances the past week, week and a half. So it's been really cool to see uh, the fans kind of turn out. Uh, the sky blue, Marlo, also with uh, with the record uh, the other day. Watched that game. Was that not a sky blue fan? Let's just no. say that. Um, no, uh, they have they have Carly Lloyd. Uh, up top, and that's that's about it. Uh, it's very frustrating to watch as a fan of Carly Lloyd. Um, so I've I've down to two teams, right. and it's the local the local Chicago Red okay. Stars. Um, they are just crushing people. They just beat uh, Rain FC four to zero the other day. Uh, Julie Ertz is just a demolisher in the midfield. It's so fun watching her play that defensive midfield position. As uh, that's what I played. Just she's amazing at that controls the pace of the game disrupts the attack and then uh gets the ball out and into the attack so well uh great to watch um that said Washington Spirit have Rose Lavelle and let me tell you Marlo I have love watching Rose Lavelle play 
just her creativity, her ability to bring the ball up the field. Uh, she gets hurt every game, <laughs> I feel like, which is really hard on my emotions. Because um, obviously I want to see how they're played. And I feel like every game she gets like a hard tackle from behind or gets knocked off the ball. Uh pretty roughly and then is like kind of limping and, and struggling the rest of the game so that's where i'm i'm down to those two marlo still keeping an eye on okay. it um but chicago's crushing people and they're they're fun to watch uh there uh elsewhere preseason tournaments friendlies are still going on hopefully marlo you've been tuning in other people have been tuning in to watch these games happening whether it's five o'clock in the morning because the game's in shanghai or something or if it's happening at night because it's here in the states um i've decided now marlo that these don't mean anything nothing they're meaningless scrimmages and friendlies even if it's called the international champions cup and i come to that conclusion because liverpool has really not been playing well <laughs> so instead of saying hmm i wonder what's wrong here uh, i'm gonna say that it's just preseason and it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter so i'm not gonna yeah who cares it. doesn't matter when you come off winning the Champions League, Marlo, you got to decide how hard you want to go in the International Champions Cup or other random friendlies that you're participating in. And the answer I'm going to say is not hard because apparently that's what Liverpool's doing. And therefore, it's okay. Therefore, it's okay that they're giving up lots of goals and um, not really scoring much. So, um, yeah, keep watching those. Um, they're out there on, on the TVs and interwebs. Uh, other than that, the drama continues in the... Uh, Bale, uh, Real, Saga, um, all reports pointed to uh, Bale being sold to a Chinese team, and then the last minute the deal fell apart because Real backed out and had cold feet. What a weird saga. It's still continuing. He's still uh, under contract, and even if he did go to China, that seems so weird to me because I feel like he's still a world-class player, and it's not like a... I don't want to point any names or compare people going to the MLS because I know those better as going to China. Uh, but he's not at the end of his career. I think he can still be a world-class player and compete on a team that, I don't know if they won the Champions League, but could win a league if he went to uh, a Bayern Munich or uh, some of these other clubs that he's been, he's been linked with. Um, it just seems weird that he would go to China or if it's just like a, that's where... Real Madrid is selling them. It's been quite, and then obviously agents and management are firing at each other in the media. It's been hilarious to watch, but the saga continues. So keep an eye on that. Moment. I will. Um, all right, that's it. That's it that's for the it corner. For the corner. We're just gearing up. We're. It's like a month, I think, almost a month until yeah, that starts. Starts around the same time as the NFL season. So we're just gearing up for that and kind of waiting for these, as I mentioned, pointless friendlies and tournaments to be to be over. All right. That's it. That's it for the corner kick. for the corner kick. Um, I have some movie things. All right. Well. Yeah. More movie, movie things. things. This right. one played Has well. This went over, I think this went over so well yep. last week. Um, we're a movie podcast now. I, I, I don't think I'm going to be as fired up for these. Okay. I'm pretty fired up on them. Uh, so as I mentioned at the, at the top of the pod, uh, we went to the, uh, the movie store yep. uh, over the weekend, and we got The Grinch, and I, I rented... Uh, uh, Watson and Holmes. Okay, Are you the Will uh, Ferrell movie, movie. Yes, I swear to God, Will Ferrell used to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched about a half hour of this movie and I couldn't do it. 
I couldn't do it. I turned it off, and I never turn off movies, and I turned it off because I couldn't do the fake accents anymore. And it was a terrible movie. It was an awful movie, and I did not uh, laugh at all. And um, that was my review <laughs> of Watson and Holmes. Holmes and Watson, whatever it was. It was a terrible movie. Yeah. Don't watch it. I knew I knew it was going to be bad, but I had this like in the back of my mind. It's like, yeah, but remember like old school, yeah, like, Wedding Crashers, and like that run of like yeah. an Anchorman, like that Will Ferrell run was like just, I mean, in my memory, up there with the, some of the funniest movies I've ever yeah. seen. Will, yeah, Will Ferrell's run at the at the at the height of Will Ferrell, it was really it was really hot. Like he if he came out of a movie, you were quoting it, you were laughing all the way through it. You had to see it more than once in the theater. Uh, but I feel like speaking of like I feel like he's had so many misses since then that it's and no one talks about it because like you said they just you just go back to Anchorman and Wedding Crashers. You just go and, back there. You're like you remember um, Anchorman two. Okay, sure, yeah, sure. House was fine. Did you see House with Amy Poehler? Him they they started opening. I did. Like, I okay. did. That wasn't. Bad. It's okay. It wasn't terrible. That was, it was okay. okay. But this was so they. It's, did this it's no old story. <laughs> they did. It's no old school. Yeah. No. Uh, they did this whole backstory. So the, it's, it starts out with the backstory of Sherlock Holmes. He's growing up and he's like, whatever. And like, so then he becomes this genius, but it's like, Will Ferrell's still being dumb Will Ferrell while he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it just, the comedy doesn't work. I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was expecting something better. Uh, don't rent it if, if you haven't. You'll, you'll never get that. I don't even know how much it was. $2 back? Who knows? Um, there you go. But coming attraction, Marlo, I cannot be more excited. Okay. Well, I can be more excited. See, uh, when I watched the Top Gun preview last week. Uh, but Hobbs and Shaw is coming out this weekend. Oh, boy. I could not be more excited for a movie than Hobbs and Shaw. Um, you're basically taking the best parts of the Fast and Furious. The Rock. Yep. Jason Statham. Cars. Action. All these other things, putting in an awesome bad guy. Aldous Alba is the bad guy, and but also keeping family, which is very important to Fast and the Furious. And you're getting rid of the whole like other characters we don't care about anymore. <laughs> like we were over them in like Fast and Furious Four. No ludicrous. We got new characters. No ludicrous. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm really excited for this movie. Um, I, now. This might be my rental conversation okay. a couple of months from now, but God, it looks fun, and I think it will be uh, a really, a really fun movie. Apparently, Roman Reigns is also in it. I saw, I saw that there was some. He's apparently related to The Rock. Had no idea, uh, but there was some like nepotism chatter <laughs> with The Rock Cassid, another pro wrestler who's also his cousin, like that he didn't earn the role. It's like. Watching Hobbs and Shaw, like what are you talking about? This isn't Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Oscar movie. <laughs> We're just having fun out here, blowing stuff up and punching people. That's what I'm yeah. here for. Um, talk stuff for that. You don't. I was expecting you to be on board with this, Marlon. I am. A, no, I. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. A, it's fine. I'm on board. I just can't believe how far this the Fast and Furious franchise has come. Um, from like yeah, when they this, first when that yeah. movie first the first Fast and Furious came out. And I was like, okay, I get it, cool, like these, pe- pe- yeah. It. Oh, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but never in my wildest dreams did I think they'd have like, yeah. I don't know, what are they up to in the actual movies? Like ten, and now they're having sp- they're hey. having movies that are brought to you by Fast and Furious. Like, yeah, it's wild. The it's Rock like is part of it. Furious. It's like it's just wild. It's just wild. See, that's where it came back because it was. I think it was a drift for a little bit. Like Tokyo Drift was. Oh yeah, no, that, no, that one doesn't even count. We don't even count that. 
one and two were good, and then it's like, oh no, now now what are we? And there was like a little lull, and then like the rock came in, and then they're just like, we're just embracing, we're getting rid of the car racing, and we're just doing like action movies that involve ridiculous things and probably some car chases. That's when it got back and has become this, and it's almost, it's almost succeeding because of itself. Yeah. Like just because it's so ridiculous, yeah. people are like. I'm in for this ridiculous movie that doesn't really make sense, but family yeah. in the yep. end is what matters, uh, and that's <laughs> that's important. So it's great. Uh, also, uh, Marvel's uh, Endgame coming out tomorrow. I I might buy on Blu-ray and and digital download. Digital download, whatever that means. However, you kids get your movies yeah. these days. Um. So you're actually gonna you're actually gonna purchase a I movie. Might purchase. I haven't purchased a movie in a long time. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last movie I purchased that I purchased myself would probably be. I've gotten gifts. I got movie gifts. Okay, given. who are these people giving you movies as gifts? How family <laughs> does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel it's like family, your family, movies you know, like, older family members who are like. Hey, hey, here's this. I didn't know what to get this you. This behind so I, en- behind enemy lines yeah. too. This DVD looks. So I interesting. found this DVD in this bin of other DVDs that they were trying it to get was, rid of. It was in the five dollar yeah, bin. Exactly. It's fine. Anyways, you're gonna uh, get Endgame. You're purchasing Endgame. No, yeah. Purchasing it. Yeah. So that. So I think I'm going to go out on a limb. Yep. I don't know if I'm going to purchase it. But you should. Not you, but our listeners should. I don't, I might. It was that good. It was... I want to purchase it just for the Avengers Assemble scene. Yes. And when I go back and think about all the scenes I loved of that movie, um, it's probably, it'd probably be worth it. I think I just need to buy Infinity War and that. And then I can just watch those like... Block out eight hours or however long it takes to watch. Watch, like, you watch <laughs> them both movies. back to back. You can't watch one without like the day. other. Back to yep. back, and then you get done. They're like with the fitting where you're like, oh my god, that was brutal. <laughs> but they're all gonna come back in the next one. Let's watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get all set. You get traffic return, and then you know all that go- that goes. Uh, I think I just have those two, which really is all you need in the Marvel universe. Just those two movies. You don't need to see any of the other Avengers before that. You just need right. those two. So true, and Thor Ragnarok. Okay, sure. And that's pretty much that's pretty yeah. much that's pretty much all you need. I'll take it. Out of the out of the twenty whatever movies they had, you need you those three, and you're fine. All right. Well, I'll be sure to be in line at my local Best Buy. Yeah. Um, oh, Guardians one, Guardians one too. <laughs> okay, Guardians. just go down that's the list. I'm, gonna, I'm mentally going through it, but I, that, that might be it. All right. All right. Anything else in the movie front? Before we end the podcast. That's it. That's all. Just talking about random movie That's all we got. (laughs) At the end of the podcast. Because the corner kick wasn't obscure (laughs) enough (laughs) for what people probably want to listen to and what we actually know about. (laughs) (laughs) To add something people probably want to hear less about and we know even less about. I thought it was fun. That was good. I like it. I like it. Well, that's going to be it. That's all I got. Um, as always, <laughs> be sure to like, follow, uh, give us a, give us a review. It'll be fun. You can find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. 
Casey at Prof Badger Fan, myself at Marlo JR. Casey, that's it for me. You got any last words? All right. As always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports and buy Endgame. <laughs> Do it. Now. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> it's out. Pro- yeah, by the time you listen to this, it's out. <laughs>